we've also been in separate converse, conversations with the, the rail company that owns the rail that comes into A Street. Uh, obviously related to this project, but but a separate conversation about potential abandonment of some of that rail bed uh, for us. Regardless of whether we get this money or not, that's something that we'll continue to pursue if we can. Very interesting comments by uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves, both Monday at the agenda review session for the city council meeting that's going to be tomorrow night, and then also uh, talking yesterday during his press conference about this Sun Trail, funding for which is about $200 million across the state of Florida, and we're hoping to snag a little bit of that for um, redesign a bayfront from the bridge over to the uh, the port, basically, and then another uh, stretch from there all the way over to a Bayou Chico, including, and this is not a part of the package, but another thing also is the possibility of getting that A to D Street rail that's buried in the grass uh, converted, vacated, usable for some kind of a multi-use path. I got to be honest, this is all very exciting stuff. Some I'm more on board with than others, but Mayor D.C. Reeves joins us now. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the show, sir. Absolutely, Andrew. Thanks for having me. You got the railway company to maybe talk to you about this? That's That alone is impressive because they, <laughs> they're just not the most responsive all the time. Yeah, yeah, we we have. We're, we're talking to them about several things and actually working with them. There's some there's grant money out there for, for rail abandonment um, and uh, – and we were able to get them to come and analyze, you know, what they actually needed along West Main Street and what they didn't. And, and there was really only one active user, which is the, the lumber yard there on F Street. And they only need to another couple blocks uh, of that uh, to be used. As you know, Bell Steel, Joe Patty's, all those places that rail goes by are not using the rail. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I think not only would it be transformational for us to have a multi-use path along the, the heart of our downtown, along our waterfront, but... Uh, to be able to get some of that property back and be able to make it happen would only make the experience that much better. So, uh, so we're kind of working those in tandem, but they certainly are related. Great, yeah, no, I'd love to see that that particular stretch be converted to something that would actually be useful instead of just some random bits of railway bedded, you know, buried in the ground that nobody gets to use. Uh, at the other end of this um, project, look, I get that it's state money, so I get that we're taking advantage of it. Um, what I what I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around though is a couple of things. Number one is the, just the functional usability of a bike uh, multi-use path on the south side of um, a bayfront because you have to cross to get to that. So where will people park to use it? How will they get there if they're like, at, you know, coming from Gulf Breeze or even at the boat ramp? The interconnectivity across the roundabout vicinity is not going to be good for pedestrians. Uh, and then just generally speaking, where will people park? It was, where is there's enough parking to make use of it? I've seen places where this concept is amazing and fantastic. D.C. is actually the one that most appeals to me. Uh, but, you know, Washington, D.C. But what is the the plan in that regard for situating this within a broader context of access to it? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm just of the school of thought that we're so uh, behind in any of this infrastructure at all that, that not to say to dismiss that or, or in any way, of course, those are things that, that we're going to consider, but uh, being where we want to be is certainly better than where we are. Um, and, and whether that's the north side or south side, we would still have the same discussions that you're having about sure. where people would park. Um, you know, and, and, and also, you know, you have to think about it in a different context. I mentioned this yesterday that uh, think about right now, East Hill, East Pensacola Heights, um, you know, you're crossing, you have to cross really two main arterials, of course, Cervantes and, um, and uh, Bayfront to get to the water. 
but you also have to run for your life under the graffiti bridge. And so when you start to piece all this together, what we've got going, I mean, at least think about it from a minimum. If you're at the corner of, say, 17th and Cervantes, for the most part, either relatively protected or at least safe enough getting down to graffiti, you could now go under graffiti bridge. You could use the infrastructure in place around the the roundabout um, or around the back of the roundabout if you want and and get to a protected bike lane. I mean, you know, and, and so there is definitely increased access from homes to the water uh, if we were able to piece all of this together. And I think that's important to point out, too, that not everybody loads up their bike on their Jeep and drives to park there. There's also going to be people that would want to be able to access it from their house. Um, so, um, you know, but I, I think we won't really be able to fully assess that until we see what gets funded and what doesn't get funded. For example, if both get funded, then we've got tons of parking on the south by the ferry landing as an example you know that would be a very easy place to access it and if you look at the hashtag project back in 2018 the phase two of the hashtag project is cedar street becoming a pedestrian first street right that goes east and west and so you know i i think there would be many opportunities for that but it's probably too early to say do we need to put a parking lot in on Ninth Avenue or something like that until we really see what the end result is? Okay, and, and, and I think that's a fair observation. The one kind of slight pushback would simply be like, for example, you got parking right now at Wahoos, but we're looking to develop that and make that parking not the same availability. Uh, the parking that's available by the ferry is also... You know, until we get the pickleball courts put in, in which case that's going to probably be a little bit more of a demand item. And so the parking supply that to some degree would make this feasible is, I don't think, a permanent thing we can count on. But I, I get what you're saying in that, you know, sometimes the, you know, it seems like an overwhelming problem to start. We start looking at the pieces. We fix this piece. We fix this piece. We fix this piece. Eventually, we kind of get something that's sort of amazing in the end. And so, you know, I'm, I'm open to it. I, I definitely am. I just I wanted to ask and yeah, you know, see it, what your thinking it, was. I, and look, I want to say this. It it goes back to you know. Luckily, when we're on the road to you know actually generating revenue with parking, we can do things like build structure parking, which I know uh, you're going to be excited about. So, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, if we want, if we want the, if we if we want to have money to to be able to invest, taking a user fee and be able to make quick decisions like that, you know, uh, then then we would have the ability to, uh, of which we do not have today. And and I will say, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, with what you're asking. We we'll see what grant money comes in. As you can imagine, we'll we'll have some time for that to be built. I mean, right. if we were going to redistribute medians on Bayfront, that's going to take a minute. Right. Um, so uh, you know, we'd be able to assess how far did it go, and where do we? I mean, what's human behavior going to be? Where, where are people going to naturally go right now? Here's what I can tell you right now: what they do is they run for their life across 14th or or Ninth Avenue, and and uh, and they're going over to a three or four foot sidewalk that abuts the gutter right <laughs> right that, that there's not even grass between it so um so if we can make these incremental improvements i know we'll be certainly in a better place and, and those will be great problems to have when we get there and, and by the way one note i thought was really interesting you made the other day about the parking is that uh, the entire revenue for the entire city of pensacola is roughly comparable to one of the red lots in terms of total revenue because of the free half hour and the right. 50 cents an hour and all that, which is, I mean, that's a good note for perspective as well. Uh, earlier in the hour, uh, Mayor Reeves, I had played some of the audio from uh, your finance uh, person, of course, um, your director of finance, which is uh, Amy Lavoie. And uh, very interesting uh, set of information. We get, we're going to get about $2 million from FEMA because they're going to cover a greater share of the Sally damages. We're only going to get 175 from them to cover the, um, you know, the cost, the, multiple million dollar cost of uh, replacing the seawall at uh, Wayside Park. But the one that caught my attention that I wanted to ask you about is this sort of downtrend in revenue compared to last year. 
is is this actually a downtrend in your opinion? Is this a you know the kind of fears of the recession sort of downtrend, or is this just no? We had a really big year last year, and we're sort of on normal track now. We shouldn't be concerned about this. What's your take? No, hold on just a second. Sorry, there you go. We, you had, we had you turned off for a second. Go ahead. Oh, that's all right. Um, I would say that I think it's a little too early to, to say exactly. I mean, I'm sure, you know, if you ask 10 questions, you'll get 10 different opinions about uh, what those indicators would be. That doesn't mean we're naive to the idea that, of course, uh, you know, what I hear about at the state level is, you know, another solid year. And then we could see some flattening out because of the natural indicators like interest rates, like the, the cost of money. And, and if right. there's less development because there's less availability of money there's less of a increase or uh, a less trajectory of property tax as an example which is our largest revenue stream to the general fund so uh, those are things that we'll always monitor and, and we adjust from there and, and and you know we've had a lot of conversations in this first year about you know how do we maximize the use of increased revenue and still do it responsibly and i and i think when you run any operation especially one of this size is uh, you know at some point you can't you can't be so conservative that you that you um, don't plan for the future, that you don't make the, the investments that need to happen, whether it be in people, whether it be in infrastructure. But on the flip side, you always have to be nimble enough to be responsible when things happen that you can't foresee, whether it's a natural disaster or, or, or hurricane. So, I mean, all the best thing we can do is kind of stay on it. Um, but I think at this point, given the numbers that were presented, as well as um, you know, we haven't seen anything else too alarming um, at this point that you know will continue forward. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is uh, changeover in personnel. You know, Adrian Stills is now out as the parks director. You got Ben uh, Heistein coming in from Dallas. Um, you know, you let Charlie Pepler go, um, and there's been a, a couple of others as well. It 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 sort of feels like the gradual changing of all of the director levels. Am I overreading this, or is it just the handful of ones, or you know, kind of what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I I said when I entered this job that. Um, that you know we we are going to make an assessment of of where we stand uh, at every department, and that isn't um, understand. You know, departments can't are not just measured by profit and loss. Certainly, those departments take Parks and Rec, for example, is not going to ever run at a profit. Right. It, it, it's a service, a multi million dollar service to a citizen. Uh, but how are we doing in other things? How how are we? How are what's our structure look like within these departments? Do we? Uh, do, how's our employee engagement? Are people happy to come to work every day? Uh, that's why we got very serious about measuring employee engagement. We had 72% turnout in 2022, or 72% or, um, of our workforce filled it out. And this was a big emphasis for me, and 89% of it filled it out in my first year because I want to know where we stand uh, and whether it's good news or bad news or what, what our opportunities for improvement are. And, you know, we're able to learn a lot through that process. So, um, so you know, I think we're always evaluating what's working well or what are opportunities for improvement. And, and uh, so I don't, I don't know that it's ever responsible for a mayor to come in and say, hey, on day one, I'm going to make all these changes because I feel like it. I don't mm -hmm. think it's responsible to say we're not going to make any changes because people were already here. I, you know, I think you've got to make it the best objective assessment and leadership as you can and and and, you, and that happens month to month, quarter to quarter, year to year. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll accept that. Last thing is, you're going to do a state of the city um, speech coming up next week on the 14th at the Sanders Beach Community Center. Um, I don't remember this being done before, but I like the idea of a general address about the the condition things. Of course, I feel like I talk to you all the time, and I hear you at the city council meetings and the press conferences. So, you know, uh, hard to know what I'm going to hear that I haven't kind of heard before. But um, this is something <laughs> right. that anybody can attend, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's also, I, I believe, Civicon and Pittsburgh New Journal is going to be streaming it on Facebook if you can't make it. So, yeah, the 14th from 6 to 730. And, no, I mean, I, I think this is part of the job, uh, you know, and, and as you, as we know, as directors, as as administrators, you as media that, that are paying closer attention, uh, that, you know, 55,000 citizens don't get that opportunity. And, you know, right. I think it's, you know, if it's a chance for someone to be able to go watch it for an hour and for us to encapsulate. Um, you know, all the things that went well and our opportunities for improvement. You know, I'm too much of a journalist. Like I, I, I don't, I, it's not just to come in and say, here are the three things that we've done really well. I think we're going to come in and say, you, you know, where are we going with recycling? Where are we going with, you know, these issues that, that uh, might, might cause heartburn with people, you know, in our community, we can face that, that, you know, and, and so, you know, I want to give an objective assessment. Of course, we're going to celebrate the great things that have happened. And there's a lot that has happened that if you're not paying close, very close attention, uh, you may not even realize. And, and so I do want to share those and, and celebrate our people who are helping make this stuff happen. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to have an objective conversation about what, what our strengths are and what, what we're going to be focused on in year two. A lot of execution based things that we want to get done in year two. Uh, we kind of got them kickstarted in year one and we want to get them done in year two. Uh, and so uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I like sharing these things and, and taking questions. No, it'll be. I think that'll be great. And by the way, I just got told by my, my boss that we are also carrying it uh, on the air, so people will be able to listen oh, in, awesome. in their cars or on the stream or at home or whatever. So that's great news. We always like to end with a, a bit of a lightning round. Again, that'll be next. Uh, that's the 14th, which is uh, what is it, uh, Tuesday, I think, uh, at uh, six o'clock. Is that right? It's six o'clock. Okay, very good. Um, lightning round. All right, some of these are a little bit food oriented, but I don't mind. Uh, first one, an easy one for you. If I give you a, a couple slices of bologna and some bread, how are you fixing that? Uh, I'm just leaving it on the counter. Uh, <laughs> I don't eat any bologna. Uh, you know, turkey, roast beef. You know, uh, you know, yeah, right. not, not a big bologna guy. You know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That should be your slogan. No bologna for DC. Um, <laughs> is a hot is a is a hot dog a sandwich? I can't get my head around that. I've, I've, I, <laughs> in my upbringing, it was not a sandwich. I cannot change my mind. All point. right, I so believe, um, sort I believe of it's a its own unique item. Lingering bias based on your upbringing. All right, fair enough. I got that. And then the yeah. last one. These are all food related. As I said, when you approach a piece of bread uh, with some butter, what's your strategy? How are you buttering that bread? Uh, ooh, um, just probably like overly aggressive, and then it just jams <laughs> into like one part, like one corner, and it doesn't really spread that well. I mean, I, you know, and I don't wait for it to warm or anything like that either. You're so, just going in there, so slice cold, it, it, rip the bread, shred it, and stick it in your mouth. Is that the idea? It, right. It, yeah, yeah. Incredibly inefficiently. But, you know, <laughs> this is what I say it's because I'm so – I'm spending so much time working on improving the city. I don't have time to butter that. <laughs> that's a that's a great <laughs> answer. Although it's efficient in another sense. It may be unelegant, but it's efficient time-wise because zip-zop done it's in your mouth true. and back it's, to fixing the city. Okay. True. All right, fair enough. D.C. Reeves, mayor of Pensacola, city council meeting tomorrow night, then the uh, speech uh, next Tuesday. Thanks for the time, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely.